Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, like, comment, do all those great things to help our algorithm out and make sure that people can find the Pack a Day podcast wherever you get it, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast channel. Thanks so much for being here. I'm going to kick off today with going over our Oakley segment of the week. If you haven't been following along, first of all, a huge thank you to Oakley Sunglasses. Go get yourself a pair. Aaron Jones's favorite sunglasses, my favorite sunglasses. Make sure to go check them out. You can find them at oakley.com. But our segment has been the more than meets the eye player of the week. Of course, that's Oakley's slogan, more than meets the eye. Uh, but today I want to go over the player that I think has more than meets the eye. I've gone over two already. That's Rashawn Gary and Keyshawn Nixon in our previous segments. Today, I want to go over Zach Tom. And I think everyone understands the versatility that Zach Tom has, right? He has five position versatility. I want to start there though, because I know that people are understanding the fact that, oh yeah, you could plug in at a variety of different places. And I know that this is getting a little bit of old hat in Green Bay because of players like Elton Jenkins, amongst others who have played a variety of different positions and Green Bay is apt to move players around to get their best five players on the field. But I just want to go over how rare it is that you have a player on your roster that can legitimately play five spots on the offensive line. And yes, we've been spoiled with Elton Jenkins, although Elton last year, part of it due to coming back from injury, but he struggled a little bit at right tackle. In fact, I would argue that Zach Tom played better at tackle a season ago than Elton Jenkins did. But this is a player right now, whether he is a starter or whether he is the sixth offensive lineman that gives you so much versatility and so much ability to move pieces around because he can legitimately play five spots along the offensive line. Now, I'm not comparing them to Elton Jenkins overall. I think it is very clear and obvious that Elton Jenkins is the better player right now than Zach Tom. Will probably always be the better player than
than Zach Tom. But the fact that Zach Tom has that five position versatility and can play all across the offensive line is incredible in and of itself. And just if you had a sixth offensive lineman that was fine and could play five spots, that has value in and of itself, especially as a depth piece, you usually are going to activate, you know, eight offensive linemen on game day. If your number six guy can play all of those spots, that's huge. But I think there is so much more here for Zach Tom. When he played at left tackle a season ago, to me, he looked like a real true starting caliber left tackle in this league. I love the fact that he got better as the season went on last year. He started, uh, he went in at left guard in his first duty. He didn't start that game, but you could tell he was a little bit overwhelmed with the NFL game, the the, the power inside. And I do think he's going to have to add some functional strength if he wants to survive on the inside against bigger 300 plus pound players. He's just a smaller player overall, but he has fantastic footwork, phenomenal athleticism, great versatility, play him on the left, play him on the right. It doesn't matter. And again, it's just so much value to a player like that. But my personal opinion, this is a long-term starting tackle at, you know, maybe maybe starts at guard, maybe starts at center. I don't really care. But tackle is the most valuable usually of those five positions. And I think he can be a 10 plus year caliber starting offensive tackle in the NFL. What level he gets to, whether that's, you know, Pro Bowl, good starter, average starter, or just really good versatile depth piece will remain to be seen. But I think there is so much more there for Zach Tom. And I'm really hoping that he takes a jump, puts on that functional strength, because I think this can be a real true player that helps the Packers for the foreseeable future on their offensive line and can become a player that you win because of, not not that you can win with. And there's a huge difference there. Right now and last year, I'll, I'll, I'll say a little bit more, I guess, towards last year since we don't know what he's going to be in 2023. But in, in 2022, you could win with Zach Tom and you could win with him at five different positions. And I'll say it one more time. That sort of versatility is massive. But I think Zach Tom can truly become a player that you win because of and that he is a huge piece for this Packers roster moving forward. So I think there is a lot more than meets the eye for Zach Tom. I think he has a level of play that he hasn't even begun to sniff, begun to get to. And I'm really hopeful that we start seeing a little bit more of that from Zach Tom in 2023. Our main topic for today is going to be the Green Bay Packers, and really the players that are returning. I've talked about a lot of the rookie expectations and playing time expectations already. Uh, earlier this week, I talked about some of the players that are you know coming back and what I think they can really do and accomplish this year, and hopefully that a lot of them can bounce back from down seasons in 2022. But today I want to focus on snap counts and which players are really set for significant increases in playing time in 2023. So let's go over that right away. Clearly, the most obvious of all of these, we don't have to go too much in depth here, is Jordan Love. Now, Aaron Rodgers last year played 1,068 snaps. Jordan Love in his career, in his career, has 157 career snaps. Now, in an average game, you're talking about 65 snaps on offense. So right around that third game, I would say about first to second quarter of his third game, he will have played more snaps in 2023 than he did in his entire career up until that point. So not only is he, of course, becoming QB1 in the face of this franchise, at least for now, and you know the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, he is going to see his first real significant action. And with that comes defensive game plans, specifically for Jordan Love. With that 
comes a command in control of the offense and really basing an identity on offense around Jordan Love. With that comes, I think, Matt LaFleur's true offense. And I think finally taking away some of the, I'll say shackles, but I don't mean it in a negative or derogatory way, but the shackles that were on Matt LaFleur simply because Aaron wanted to run so much of his own stuff. And I think vetoed a lot of what Matt LaFleur wanted to run. And I'll just say it very clearly here. I think Matt was very smart to operate that way, to get buy-in from Aaron Rodgers and get, you know, on the same page as him. But I think there was a level of, you know, just Matt LaFleur's playbook that he wasn't able to get to. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. So a huge change for Green Bay. Again, it goes without saying, we know this, we're well past this at this point, but clearly the biggest benefactor going from his time in Green Bay and returning this season in significant increase in snaps is Jordan Love. And that is going to go a long way in determining just what type of team this Packers team is in 2023. At running back, it's a little bit interesting. And I still struggle with this to this day. Aaron Jones last year played 630 snaps. A.J. Dillon played 537. I think that's too close. I still think Aaron Jones is the clear and obvious running back one on this roster. And I think you almost need to scale down A.J. Dillon a little bit. I would like to see Aaron Jones closer to that 800 carry mark. This might sound, you know, crass. This might sound a little bit, yeah, I don't know, just non-empathetic to Aaron. I love Aaron Jones, like one of my favorite all-time Green Bay Packers. No two ways about it. Just one of the all-time great people in the Packers locker room. I think Aaron may very well be in his last year in Green Bay. And either way, you're getting towards the twilight of Aaron's career. Now, like just the the you know the the end of it and and what he's going to be able to bring to this team. Like if he only has so many carries left, if you're Green Bay, utilize those carries. And this should be Aaron Jones's offense to a large extent. This is a player that you know is a game-breaking player throughout the entirety of his career. Up until this point, he has not lost a step. Green Bay, because he didn't play much in those early Mike McCarthy years, and because they've can you know continued to limit his snap counts through the course of his career, has a lot of juice left in his legs, in my opinion. And I would like to see him closer to 800 carries. And if that means that this is his you know last year in Green Bay, and you've used the last of his carries up. That just is what it is. And like like I said, I'm not wishing that upon Aaron, but at some point the running back position just has a limited amount of carries on it. And I think this is the year to really lean in on Aaron Jones a little bit more. AJ Dillon, I'd like to see that more, you know, towards 400 snaps. And so instead of 630 and 530, I'd like to see that more around 800 and 400. And I think the other thing too here, and I've talked about this in the past, is that with, you know, with Aaron Jones, it, it was almost been like, especially the last couple seasons where Aaron would get going on offense and then be like, oh, but it's Aaron, it's AJ Dillon's turn. And then AJ Dillon would kind of get going and be like, oh, 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 it's it's Aaron Jones's turn. And they almost counterfeit each other and they almost undercut each other because I don't think either of these players really gets in a rhythm on offense. And I think both of them are better when they are in that rhythm. I would almost like to see Aaron Jones, you know, go in like for, I don't know, the vast majority of the games, have him be the guy and AJ Dillon be a change of pace every now and again when Aaron Jones needs a breather. And in other games, switch it up. And this would be, you know, few and far between. Aaron Jones would most likely be the guy in most of those. But in the other games, let Dillon be the guy. Let him be the guy that's getting 25 carries. And Aaron Jones is a little bit more of a change of pace. Uh, Just because I think you are, instead of doing it where, you know, Aaron gets 15 carries a game and, and Dylan gets 12. Like I would like to see 
you know, Jones get 20 plus and Dylan get six or seven. And then again, a game here or there where Dylan ends up being the guy. I, I just think both of these guys need to get into a little bit more of a rhythm. I don't really necessarily care ultimately how you divvy up the snaps too much, but I do think it needs to be a little bit more Aaron Jones oriented. And I think you just need to be a little bit more careful of when a guy gets in a rhythm that you're not just immediately taking him out of the game and putting the other one in just to get that guy some playing time. So if somebody's running hot, let them run hot. Don't take them out. Um, obviously you want to save both of those guys. If you do ultimately somehow make a playoff run this year, you want to keep both of those guys as fresh as possible. But I would really lean on Aaron this upcoming year and hope to see him have a few more snaps in 2023 than what he did in 2022. At wide receiver, clearly the three second year players are in for a significant, significant increase in snaps. Romeo Dobbs played 529 snaps a season ago. I would expect that's probably closer to about 800 in 2023. Christian Watson, 507. I would think that that's closer to 900 or 1,000 in 2023. I don't think you're going to want to take him off the field all that much, assuming obviously that this whole conversation today is assuming players stay healthy. And then Samore Toure, 112 snaps a season ago. I think that's probably closer to about 400, maybe even 500 snaps in 2023. So Dobbs, Watson, Toure, I expect major jumps in playing time from all three of those players. By the way, I don't know that I've discussed this quite enough yet. The player that I keep coming back to after watching two OTA practices, kind of the guy that's living rent-free in my head a little bit right now, is Romeo Dobbs. I think there's been a noticeable jump in what he is at wide receiver. He just looks a little bit more complete. And I can't quite put my finger on exactly what it is. Maybe it's the rhythm and timing that he's developed with Jordan Love in the offseason. It seems like he's getting a little bit better releases off the line of scrimmage. It seems like he's catching the ball with a little bit more confidence. There just seems to be a little bit more it factor with Romeo Dobbs. And I'm really, really excited to continue to monitor that Monitor that as the rest of this offseason goes along. But there is a little bit that's just, like I said, living rent-free in my head after two OT practices that I'm just, I'm left wanting more Romeo Dobbs and I, I can't wait to see it through the rest of mini camps, OTAs, training camp, etc. At tight end, obviously the the or the the rookie tight ends in Musgrave and Kraft are likely to play a huge role here. Josiah Deguara played 259 snaps a season ago. I think that's going to be increased, but I don't think it's going to be massively increased. I do expect Kraft and Musgrave to be tight end one and tight end two, with Josiah Deguara kind of playing his same H back, fullback, some tight end role. I think that probably goes up to like 400, so probably an increase of about 150 snaps. So I don't know. That still equates to you know just what under 10 snaps a week. So it's not insignificant, but I do think it, I don't think it's going to go all of a sudden where Josiah DeGuar is playing 800 snaps this season or anything like that. Tyler Davis, meanwhile, played 175 snaps a season ago. I think that probably comes down a little bit. Now, Tyler Davis is no guarantee or lock to make the roster. I think he does. I have actually liked what I've seen out of the first couple OTAs from Tyler Davis. I think they keep four tight ends. I think he's probably that fourth tight end, uh, but no locker guarantee, but even if he ends up being a practice squad guy that they call up, I think you're probably closer to 80 to 100 snaps for Tyler Davis this year, maybe than that 175. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. All right, offensive tackle is a really interesting one. David Bakhtiari played only 597 snaps a season ago. Now, I don't know what to expect from David's knee and what he can do. I think the hope is clearly that he is, you know, everything's behind him. Obviously, a huge part of what kept him out last year was the appendectomy as well towards the end of the season. That's clearly not going to be an issue anymore. So I would hope that this is closer to 900 to 1,000 snaps than 597. But let's just all just hope and pray that David has a clean bill of health through the entirety of 2023 because nobody is more deserving than he is at this point. So I would expect a significant increase in snaps for Bakhtiari, which would be huge. Zach Tom played only 489 snaps. It's really tough to project that because if Yash wins the starting right tackle position, then Zach Tom is left as the next guy up. But we know that there's going to be injuries throughout the course of the year, and I would expect Zach Tom to play even more. I think that's probably going to be closer to seven to 800 snaps. And if he wins the starting spot, that could easily be a thousand snaps. And then same thing with Yash Nyman. He played 756 snaps a season ago. My guess is that comes back a little bit. I think there's a really good chance Zach Tom wins the starting right tackle job. I'll say closer to 500 snaps for Nyman. Even if he gets the start originally, if he struggles at all, I could see Zach eventually taking over for that spot. Yash will still get snaps because of Again, there's going to be guys that are hurt. And let's say Josh Myers gets hurt. Well, you're probably moving Zach Tom inside then and Yash back to right tackle. So I think he's still going to be the first guy up regardless of who gets injured because you have that great versatility with Zach Tom. On the interior, Elton Jenkins played 960 snaps a season ago. I think we're all hoping that that is at that spot, if not more. John Runyon Jr. played 1,051. I think he is going to have to earn that a little bit more, but I expect him still to be the starting right guard. And if he's healthy, I would expect that to remain the same. I think the huge opportunity here is that Royce Newman and Jake Hansen combined played 520 snaps. If you can eliminate those 520 snaps and that's your starting five plus Zach Tom a little bit more, and you don't have to go into the next round of players, I think that could be a huge win for Green Bay and hoping to not have to see those two quite as much this upcoming season. 
Josh Myers played 1,091 snaps last year. As things have gone so far, there's not really any you know competition at center. So Zach Tom has not moved over to center to, to compete with him. And I think this job is probably going to be his unless something changes in training camp. And if that's the case, the 1,091 snaps is probably right where you would expect it to be. Kenny Clark played 807 snaps a season ago. I think you want to keep it right in that range. In fact, I think you would love if you could actually scale that back, maybe closer to 700, 750, somewhere in there where he doesn't have to play quite as much. I still expect that he is going to play quite a bit. I think you would love to keep it right around that 800 mark though. TJ Slayton played uh, 333 snaps a season ago. Devontae Wyatt, 224. These are two more players who are set to see a massive increase in playing time. Jerron Reed, Dean Lowry, both gone. Slayton and Wyatt expected to take their spots. I think you're going to see guys like Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks get some playing time as well. But TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt uh, would seem to benefit massively from the departures of Dean Lowry and Jerron Reed. I don't think they're going to add another veteran at this point. I think they're going to roll with what they have in Slayton and Wyatt. I would expect a huge increase in playing time for. Preston Smith, 825 snaps. I would actually probably like to see that get scaled back a little bit if possible, closer to maybe like 700 snaps. Rashawn Gary only played 378. Assuming he can get back sooner rather than later, that should be a pretty you know significant increase. Now, they may hold him back a little bit with you know maybe only playing obvious pass downs to begin with to see how his knee and ACL and everything responds. So I, I don't know that it's going to jump through the roof, but even if that jumps to like 600 snaps this year, that is a huge win for Green Bay because you want to see as much Rashawn Gary on the field as possible. Kingsley and Igbari played 465 snaps. I expect that to probably remain right around the same. Maybe that jumps to five or 600, but I don't think it's going to see anything too crazy. I also don't think it's going to go down all that much. Jonathan Garvin played 194 snaps. Don't think that's happening in 2023. In fact, I don't think he ultimately makes the roster, although I've been saying that for a couple of years now. Justin Hollins, 128 snaps a season ago. I think that sounds about right for this year as well. Devondre Campbell, 694 snaps. Remember, he did miss a few games. I think you are expected to see an increase for him in 2023. Quay Walker played 846. I think that seems exactly right. I think there are going to be, um, you know, he's obviously going to be the starter. You're going to see a lot of Quay Walker, but I think there will be some snaps where they play only one linebacker, and I think Devondre will get the nod in those situations. So I think 846 seems right about right for Quay Walker. Isaiah McDuffie played 175 snaps. I think that seems right about right as well. Jair Alexander played 901 snaps. Think that we'll see him, you know, hopefully play around a thousand. You don't ever really want him off the field. So if he can play the full 17 game slate, you would expect that to go up this year. Eric Stokes played 477. I would probably take the under on that right now, coming back from a Liz Frank. Also, it does seem like they're kind of going with Razul and Jair with Keyshawn in the slot to start things off. So I think Stokes is going to have to earn his way back and show that he's fully recovered from injury and that he's able to go out and play at a high level before he gets a ton of snaps. I think I would take, like I said, maybe 350, 400 snaps for Eric Stokes this year. Razul Douglas, 915 snaps. I think that sounds about right. If Eric Stokes does come back and is healthy and is ready to go, I think you could see some rotation between Eric Stokes and Razul Douglas, which could scale that back a little bit. But I think right around there for Razul is probably about right. And then Keyshawn Nixon only played 290 snaps on defense a season ago. That is set for a significant increase. I think he will be the primary nickel slot star corner in this Joe Barry defense. Darnell Savage played 819 snaps. Expect that to be about exactly where it was a season ago. Rudy Ford played 443. 
I think that sounds about right as well. I think they're going to try some different things at that second safety spot. I think Rudy Ford's going to get the first opportunity, but I think if he struggles at all, they won't hesitate to go with one of the other guys and try some different things at that spot. Innis Gaines, only 44 snaps a season ago, but in those last two games saw a big increase in playing time. Um, and the majority of those 44 snaps were in those last two games. So really interested to see if he makes the team. And if so, if he actually, you know, actually has a playing time role on defense in any capacity. Some other guys at least worth noting, or at least I'm kind of interested in, Caleb Jones, Rasheed Walker, Luke Tenuta, Sean Ryan, do any of those four take the snaps away as like the, you know, sixth or excuse me, seventh offensive lineman, you know, instead of Jake Hansen or Royce Newman, would love to see maybe one of those guys get a chance. Jonathan Ford, the defensive tackle, seventh rounder from a season ago, can he get involved in the defensive lineman rotation? Can he beat out a Carl Brooks or a Colby Wooden? Can he be more of a run stuffing defensive tackle? Interested in that. Tariq Carpenter, another seventh rounder from a season ago, he makes the transition to linebacker. Is there any way that you can get him in a hybrid safety linebacker role, kind of like Raven Green used to be? And if so, is there a package for that? Is there a couple plays here and there where he gets on the field? I would be very interested in that as well. And then who's sort of the next corner up? You know, I, clearly it could be a Carrington Valentine, um, but it also could be Corey Valentine, Keandre Thomas, Shamar John Charles. And I'm interested to see if any of those three, A, make the team. And then if so, who gets the first call if there is an injury at the corner position? All right. So those are all the players that I am interested in keeping an eye on to see who gets more in, you know, an increase in playing time in 2023. A lot of players have a lot to gain. Obviously, Jordan Love, you've got the trio at wide receiver. I think the two defensive linemen in TJ Slayton and Devontae Wyatt expect to play a lot more. Some of these guys are going to have massively increased roles and how they take to that and how they perform is going to go a long way in seeing just how good this team can be in 2023. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you as always for joining me. You can always follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. I'll see you guys right here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.